Welcome to The Pulse on Akaville Radio, hosted by Rachel Schoenbaum. Welcome back to another episode of The Pulse. I am your host, Rachel Schoenbaum, and I am so thrilled to be sitting down with the pensions from the University of Pennsylvania. Hey guys, how you doing? We're great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I would love to start off. I know that we had spoken earlier sort of in this pandemic year, and I'm curious about how things are going for you guys in the interim and how you've been. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's been a a really crazy year, but it's been a really great year in a lot of ways for our group. We have figured out how to adapt in a lot of ways to a virtual setting, and now that we're seeing the end in sight of this pandemic, we're starting to make plans to transition back to a normal semester, and we have a lot of exciting plans for this summer. So uh, with all of the negatives that came from this year, we have a lot to be grateful for. Absolutely. I mean, one of those major summer events is the summer series that you were telling me about. And I wonder if you can share with our listeners about your summer series. Absolutely. So since last spring, we've been making an effort to continue to put out full concert series throughout every semester that we've been online. We did social distancing our, our spring of our the first semester online. And then last semester, we did one called Bedroom Bops, a, a toy on the name Bedroom Pop. We did a little talk about that last time. Uh, and then our summer series that we're doing is a play on words with our group's name. It's called Game of Chance, it's kind of like Game of Chance, you know, because so much of this year has been really mercurial and just all over the place that it's just, you know, you, you go with the flow and it's whatever ends up happening. So it is a game of chance for us. So that's what our summer series is about. And it's going to comprise roughly 12 songs. Some are leftover from last semester that we didn't have the chance to release before. Logistically, sometimes things get challenging. But then a lot of them are our senior songs. And then we have a trio from our freshmen in the group. We like to call them our new chants. They made this trio of Burning Up by the Jonas Brothers. And it's fantastic. And we're so excited to hear it. It hasn't been finished in the audio editing process yet, but it's close. The summer series is also a collaborative effort with Phil Abundance, which is a hunger relief organization in Philadelphia that serves over 27,000 meals a week, I believe. It's, it's a huge number, you know, a really powerful organization that we've been working with since last spring. Uh, and we're excited to keep that going in the summer. That's awesome. You all have taken on a massive undertaking. I mean, 12 songs is no small feat. And I wonder, you know, what about that motivated you? How did you get the urge and the desire to keep going when things were so hard. So I think something that's very quintessential penchant is this idea that a lot of the, every single member is going to basically sing their own solo, right? Mm-hmm. And that's always been something that's been very important to us because we want to basically be able to showcase every individual and their strengths and give everybody a chance to be in the spotlight. So I think that's a very big motivator as to why we can do such a large number of songs despite the challenges that it requires, you know, in the virtual setting of everybody recording remotely and coordinating all of the audio and video and et cetera. And so I think that is basically the biggest driving factor into why we can do so many songs and keep going and try to avoid basically just burning out just because it's really important to us that we can show everybody's talents and give everybody an opportunity to, to sing. Yeah. Has that been a hallmark of the group for a long time? As far as we can look back, every semester, someone's been able to sing a solo. Occasionally, we'll have a duet instead. But after your first semester in the group, you are welcome to sing any song you want, pretty much. The vibe of our group is the songs of our childhood. So we limit it in that sense. But, you know, everyone has a different childhood that comprises different songs and different eras. So... If they have a song that they want to sing, they can sing it. So that's what we're really passionate about. You know, in this upcoming series, we have some Beach Boys and then we have Kelly Clarkson and even another Nick Jonas song. So it's all over the place. And uh, what we really appreciate about the group that it's just we can be so flexible and so widespread while staying into a form of a niche. Yeah. I mean, this is your, as you sort of mentioned 
earlier, this is your second or maybe even more partnership with with Phil Abundance. And I wonder what about that organization makes that partnership so important to you? Absolutely. Well, UPenn is in Philadelphia and we reside in the city, but we're not like the residents of the city. Now we we're kind of tenants for a couple of years where we get to enjoy a lot of the city and its benefits, but we don't have a lot of ways to give back to it. So Phil Abundance is a great way where it's a lot of active change going on on the ground with people that can make a difference. They're making meals for people. They have other programs that are dedicated to rehabilitation. So it's a great program in that sense where we can get our, our, our alumni, our friends, our fans to donate, and then that can translate to good happening in Philadelphia, especially with unemployment rates as they are right now with COVID. It's, it's just, it's the best way we can think of about helping people around us in our community. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if other places were like that as well? And we'll be hearing the pensions do their rendition of that Beach Boys tune. Wouldn't it be nice? Here they are. Hold up, hold up there past me. We don't have a license to play music on this podcast. So if you want to hear this interview uninterrupted, including all the fantastic music that's involved, go to akaville.org and become a member. Thanks. And now we return you to our regularly scheduled interview. It was such a fun throwback. I, I love the Beach Boys, and I think it just, you guys did it such lovely justice. So well done. The, the guy who did that did such a great job. He joined the sophomore, I mean, the sorry, the spring of his freshman year. And I recommended the song to him, and he was like, oh, I never thought about that before. And he sounds exactly like them. So I, I was very pleased. Absolutely. You know, you had sort of mentioned to me before we started recording about the efforts that you were making to make your group, you know, stay connected to the acapella scene and to the other groups on campus. I wonder if you could talk a little bit, maybe give some ideas to some of our listeners about how they might be able to do things like that. So what have you all been doing? to stay connected. So we've done some Zooms and some Zoom mixers with some other acapella groups around. We took ideas, a lot of the easiest things to do on Zoom and ways to get to know people are to like play online games together just to get to know each other and have some fun and have like an organized way to socialize even if we can't be in person. Actually, it was in, that was influenced a lot by my experience as a freshman coming into college and trying to make friends throughout a fall semester that was online. So a lot of these ideas and a lot of the ideas that came from the group came from our own experiences trying to stay connected to friends in real life. Yeah, I know there was one mixer where we replayed Jackbox games. It's this. Yeah. And so that was fun. And so just things like that, that work virtually that still allow you to connect with other people. Yeah. Did you find it to be a good substitute? I mean, I know like nothing really substitutes for having experiences in person, but but I imagine that there were some nice bonding moments despite the virtuality of the situation. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, like you said, nothing compares to in-person. But even just for me, getting to know the pensions, because I, I joined in the middle of the pandemic, in the middle of a virtual semester. So I, I I didn't know anybody. And the entire group of Evan, Bowdy, and our outgoing president, Liam, and everyone else just made, were absolutely awesome about reaching out in a virtual setting and just making me feel comfortable and integrating me and everything. Yeah, I, I love to dig a little deeper for a moment and ask you sort of personally, what prompted you in that kind of environment, you know, being separated to want to reach out and 
sing and and join a group. Yeah, I mean, just like personally, I had always loved to sing. I, I think I started in first grade. And so going into college, I knew that I wanted to join an acapella group. And through the university, there were, this isn't entirely the correct term, but open houses of sorts where you could get to know different acapella groups. And I just could tell from the first one that I really got along with the penchants. I really, I felt like I fit in with the vibe, it, like the banter and everything. I felt like I could connect and I felt like I could fit in. And it ended up working out that we both chose each other. And just from there, I was able to make friends with people, got more comfortable talking in like our, our group chats and stuff. And yeah, just getting to know people as best I can until I see them in person. What was the hardest part? I, I wonder from both sides for you, Robert, the hardest part about doing sort of a virtual audition and joining a group virtually. And then maybe from Evan and Bowdy's perspective, what it was like holding those auditions and trying to bring in new members without having a chance to sort of be there face to face. On my end, I actually, I personally loved the virtual auditions because I tend to get very nervous at auditions and something about it being virtual eased that a little bit. So I was a big fan, personally. I mean, it was definitely different because in an in-person audition, you know, you can, you try to read the room, you try to read people's expressions, their body language, and virtually it's obviously much tougher to do that. So you're a little bit more in the dark about everything. But yeah, that was my experience with it. And for Bowdy and Evan? Sure. Yeah. It was a really weird experience because in our normal audition process, without spilling too many details, we bring in a prospective member and we have them sing a solo, do scales, and then have them entertain us for a little bit. You know, they, they tell a joke or something or they dance or something along those lines, something to give them personality. And it's really tough to do that on Zoom, especially for a prospective auditionee to be personable to a computer screen. You know, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so it, it was really, really tough to find ways to adapt our process to allow for people to show their their best sides online. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, when it comes to performing, some people can sing really well when they're in front of a, a group of people, some people can't. And that's something that's impossible to gauge when someone's just recording a video of themselves. They might be able to do it then, but then they get in front of the stage of a, a live audience of 400 people and they freeze. So that was really tough. So we we had to be really careful, really analytical with the, the thing. And, you know, and eventually we just had to start caring more about the personality. Uh, of course, the guys that we got this year are extraordinarily vocally talented, but we knew that just from their personality, they were going to kill it on stage. So that's, that's kind of how we adapt it. And if that value wants to add anything, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing I would add is the part I like the most about our audition process is how we interact with, with the auditionees. And there, there is parts where in, in some callbacks that we actually sing with them and we'll teach them some of our actual arrangements that we perform. And all of that was still there in the process, but but in a very different way. They would kind of like learn it with a backing track rather than with us. And honestly, my biggest concern was that maybe they, the auditionee wasn't going to feel out our, our group five exactly how we would want them to. And for them to understand that we we are a, a fun group of guys that apart from doing acapella, just like really hang out. Like some of my closest friends at the university are part of the acapella group. And that's really something I want the auditionees to pick up when they come in the room. And I think thankfully we were able to do that as best as we could. And, and everybody who, who was able to join was perfect at it was a perfect fit for the group and, and that worked out great. But it was a concern at the time and, and something that we really tried to improve as, as much as we could. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break. And as we take this pause, we'll be hearing the group do their voice notes medley. Here are the pensions and we'll be back in a minute. Hold up, hold up there past me. We don't have a license to play music on this podcast. 
So if you want to hear this interview uninterrupted, including all the fantastic music that's involved, go to akaville.org and become a member. Thanks. And now we return you to our regularly scheduled interview. We're back with the pensions and we just heard them doing 12 Fingers. I'd actually love to ask a little bit more about that song in particular and how it came to be in your repertoire. 12 Fingers. So that song was recorded in the fall of last year. And the reason we've included it in this viewing is because it's going to be on our upcoming album that's releasing in August. But it was chosen when we hadn't taken any new auditionees yet. The group was still kind of all over the place across the globe at that point since the university hadn't reopened to students and we were just trying to make the best of it and the message of the song and in the group young the giant who wrote it they're kind of cryptic they don't make a lot of sense sometimes but the way i took the song when we were choosing it was it, it focuses a lot on like the way things used to be and it says you know we're not necessarily going to get back to that but we are going to find something new that's also going to be good in its own way which was a great message at the time for the group and I think that we did find, you know, the spring semester that we've had this past year was a lot of recording and we had some in-person rehearsals. It was outdoors, it was mass, and it was in parking garages. That's awesome. I wonder, you know, you mentioned releasing an album and we also talked about sort of the prevalence of music that you all are putting out there. And I mean, those things seem to go hand in hand. So I wonder, you know, is an album something that you guys strive to do on a regular basis, releasing music like that? Yeah, we do have a, a really big commitment towards letting all of our members get to record at least one song for a studio album throughout their time in the group. And unfortunately for our seniors this year, their entire senior year was taken away from in-person activities. So they didn't have an opportunity to go to a studio or anything like that. So instead we did this kind of logistically challenging effort to instead make our own studios that were mobile, where we could move them from house to house, so to speak, and allow people to record their stuff individually, send it in, and then move to the next person. And we've done that before with condenser microphones. But this time we did a little more, a bit more out of pocket. We decided we needed to keep the musicality of the group up with whatever needs we could. And we, we bought some nicer microphones, got a better recording setup as well, and got a few locations down for COVID safe recording the studios for us. And that allowed our seniors to get as close to a studio album as they could. So we have, in this year, we have five leaving members, one a senior who's going to continue on as a grad student, and all six of them were able to record songs that will be on an album now. And that's why we're putting out this album this summer, because we have this huge amount of material from our seniors that we wanted put out there as soon as possible. And we also have this other great material from the last year that we think we've already done the first 99% of the work and the monetary standpoint, you know, all we have to do now is put it up there and it's a, a maintenance fee at that point. So that, yeah. that's why we're doing the album. We're really excited about it. And it's, it's our way of saying thank you to our graduating members, really. I love it. You know, it's not just in this past year that you guys have a, a lot of music. You have a, a massive back catalog as well. And I understand that you're going through that back catalog and archiving that music and you're going to be releasing it on Spotify? That's right. So the group was founded in 1989. It's been around for a little while, but our, our only albums that are on Spotify or iTunes right now date back to like 2014, I believe. And that's just because that's when the whole shift within the group happened, where instead of releasing CDs, they said, let's put it on streaming services. But we have a lot of alumni that maybe have lost their CD, maybe don't have great access to it, or maybe just have, you know, children now that they want to have be able to listen to their from when they were in college. And they don't want to have to pull out a CD to do that. In an effort to, you know, put out all of our material that we have as a thank you to our alumni for being so supportive throughout the years, we are making an effort to put out, I believe it's four albums into 2014. 
in that era and get that all on Spotify. So it's going to be a decent catalog. It's going to be a lot more than we have on there right now. It's going to be a lot of different songs and you may be able to, I mean, I haven't even heard all of them yet. We're still waiting on some to come in. So I imagine you'll be able to find, you know, little trends through the years. But I'm really excited to see that, at least for the history of the group. That's awesome. Well, with everything that you all have going on and everything you have coming up, we're so grateful you took some time out of your busy schedule to speak with us. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. It's been a lot of fun and we always appreciate the support. Anytime. Well, as we say goodbye and good luck to the pensions, we encourage you all to check out their music for when it gets that new album, when it gets released in August. And we'll be hearing one of the songs from that album, which will be released soon. Watermelon Sugar. Here they are. Thanks for listening to this week's The Pulse, only on Acaville Radio. Remember, Acaville Radio is your home for the best in acapella news, music, and video. Only at acaville.org.